1: Welcome to Advice from a Young Tradesman, Season 3, Episode 8. I'm your host, Noah Cantor, and this is the sixth 3x base installation today. So we will have Connor and Luke after a brief intro. It had been a few months, so we caught up on the whole summer. I didn't really get into my summer all that much, but it has been much different with no exteriors in a good way, and I've actually spent most of it not doing paid work and rehabbing the investment property I bought earlier this year. I have a lot more to say on that front, but that's going to turn into a standalone piece later this year. Quick heads up, my recording software got squirrely in the first few minutes and kicked Connor out and stopped recording twice for some reason. So I spliced together just me and Luke talking about his marathon that I watched him complete this summer, and then we go into the episode like normal with Connor. So that's what happened there, you will hear. And before we get into it, quick words from the sponsors. Sponsors. The 3X Base Series is supported by Painter Solutions, the absolutely fantastic online retailer of a well-curated selection of tools and sundries. Their shipping is Amazon fast. Their customer service is mom-and-pop level amazing. What else could you ask for? If you haven't checked them out, follow them on IG and visit their website to see what you might be able to start ordering in bulk to keep an inventory to make your life that much easier. Big thanks to the great people over there. This whole season is supported by Armstrong Clark, as you know. I have missed my stain-grade work this summer. I am not going to lie. I knew it was going to be this way. But I have enjoyed seeing all of your projects, all the people who have sent some to me. I have troubleshot some with people who have reached out. I have lived vicariously through you, so thank you. But Armstrong Clark, this company is amazing. The people are amazing. The product is in its own category. If you do exterior stain-grade work and you haven't tried it, please give them a look on IG on their fantastic website, or call the company and a great human being will pick up to chat during business hours, wins across the board. Thanks to Armstrong Clark for another season of support. And last but not least, our fearless trade association, the PCA. They are all about cultivating grassroots content like this, painters helping painters, and they also do a lot to help our industry, events, business building resources, training resources, health insurance, and just general community. If you care about this industry becoming better, this is an association to belong to, engage with, and support. So thanks again to the PCA for another season. And now, like I said, the slightly disjointed intro due to technical difficulties, please bear with it for the first few minutes. All right, gentlemen, welcome back. It has been at least three months since we last sat down and did this.
2: It's been a minute.
1: Yeah. So... Connor just informed me that there's thunderstorms rolling through, so we might lose him any minute. Um, Luke, your wife could have a baby any minute, so this <laughs> this is one that we might not get through. <laughs> I got nothing on my end, but who knows?
2: Yeah, if you see me panically panicking, running off screen, you'll know. Yeah, what's going
1: on. yeah, we'll we'll be cheering for you, man. Um, summer always gets busy, right? Like it just becomes a whirlwind, exterior season or not. Um, I guess we could start with Luke. Saw you Lake Placid, and you did a marathon since we last did that. We talked so, about yeah. that.
2: I was wondering it, if we if that was before or after we recorded. Um, yeah, we talked yeah, about it a yeah. couple
1: times. So let's let's close that loop. I watched it. Okay, let's let's be fair. I watched you run by twice, and then and then at the end. But
2: that was the important part was the fact that I actually crossed the finish line. No, that was oh, yeah. uh, that was a cool experience. It was something i will probably never do again and i wouldn't necessarily (laughs) recommend it to another human being Uh, but it was something that i've always wanted to do and with the baby on the way i was like yeah this is free time's gonna be less abundant here shortly so uh it was a cool experience and my wife came up and a cup. one of my friends surprised me and you came down so that was it was so cool coming across the finish line seeing you guys there and uh Yeah, other than like a slight lingering foot pain that seems to not go away. uh, It was a really, really cool experience. So one of those things that like, I've always wanted to see how I'd react in that moment when I just don't want to keep going, but I know I need to. And it it was a way for me to put myself in that position. So it was really cool.
1: I love it. Yeah, I was wondering where you're going to be a couple months out because, you know, like at lunch right after you were like, yeah, I don't think I'm doing that again. (laughs) We'll see. Let's let it let's let it wear off. But okay, you're still laying in there.
2: I was glad you guys were there, too, because if it was just my wife, I probably would have just like sprawled on the ground and started crying (laughs) uh, in front of all the strangers.
1: And here's weird cutout number one. And we hop right back on that train of thought. I think it cut out when you were talking about you were happy that we were there because otherwise, I th- was, yeah, because cause I would have been
2: crying like a baby when I came across the finish line. <laughs> so, but I followed your advice when I got back to the uh, the hotel, threw my feet up over my head, and uh, it matters. yeah, you know whether the lactic acid drained out or whatever, but it was. Uh, and then we went out to lunch the next. You, we went out to the dinner the day before and lunch the next day, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, little known fact for everybody else listening, Noah, you've already run a marathon up a mountain like seven hundred times, like a maniac.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did. I did one of the uh, the Spartan like one of those ones that's just like torture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the in February, it was a snowshoe marathon up and down a mountain. So, um, but you it very was
2: very modestly uh, mentioned this. you know, know? What
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not even trying to be humble here. I think what you did is harder. Because I think when you're running up a a snowy hill in February, you get – your head is in such an extreme place, and you're like, this is so stupid that you're kind of fueled by that. And it's like you're in the forest. It's, like, rugged. Like, I get energized by that in a way that if I had to pound the pavement for 26 miles, I think that would kill me from a morale standpoint. And running is all about the head game, right?
2: For sure. For sure. I I disagree with you by 100%. But (laughs) – but this is not uncommon for me and you. So, That's true. That's but, true. Uh, no, it was a great experience. Only made better by having you around. And I got, you know, just getting to see you and, and my other friends up there when I finished was just a really cool experience.
1: Yeah, I was happy to do it. I love it. I love that area. I'm just Happy yeah, to have an excuse cool. to have a little mini, mini vacation up there. So yeah. that was and dope. The, uh... And here's weird cutout number two. And now we get Connor back and everything's normal. Alright. Connor, how has your summer been? How's your exterior season been? This yeah, is your uh, second or third exterior season in business?
0: Uh, this is our third. Yeah. Um, it's honestly it's it's been good. It's actually been a uh, very like very stress free. I like it. As far as like, yeah, I think we had our exterior season booked by like mid-June. So that was, I mean, that like that's nice, like not having to look at homes. And I also I mean, definitely like raised my prices. So that was good too. So, yeah, I mean, this year just like, terms of like bidding it was definitely a lot more comfortable um and yeah we're we're also like i left a decent cushion just for like things going wrong which last year I, i did not factor in so i factored in a cushion you know in case if we have a lot of rain or there's a project that was underbid or whatever and yeah so far like we're we're on track for schedule and it's yeah we've had nothing like super super crazy um and actually yeah the rest of the year we're doing a lot of uh projects with romabio romabio um is that how they say you should pronounce
2: it, Romabio? No.
0: I don't know. I used to. I I only heard ever heard Romabio, and that was from other painters.
2: Yeah,
0: that's what I said, and then I was talking with the client, and she said Romabio. I was like,
2: <laughs> you could probably sell that it. Actually sounds,
0: it yeah. That actually sounds. Yeah. Sounds legitimate. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like Italian. Not.
1: Nah, it's got a good ring Roma to it.
2: Romabio.
1: Yeah.
0: So,
2: yeah, Roma Bio sounds like uh, there's like a lab leak hypothesis going on behind
0: <laughs> it or something.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, what's your crew size looking like right now?
0: Well, right now I'm uh, two people plus myself. So, um, yeah, let me think here. Yeah, I mean, this summer I've just been fluctuating between three and two people. So I had someone that I hired in July, like last week, she just kind of ghosted me. I mean, Hmm. yeah, like she seemed, yeah, she seemed like a a solid person, hard worker, was wanting to learn. But um, I also knew there was some, she just had some stuff going on, and I found out. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Like a week before she quit, I found out that she she was commuting like an hour and a half one way. Oh, wow! And I had with one of the first people I hired initially, he was in a similar situation. Like both of those people I hired, they said, "Yeah, I live in Pittsburgh, live close to Pittsburgh." we can get anywhere. And then both of them, I found out like that for some reason they had to move an hour and a half away. Just, yeah. I I don't, that's so, I don't know different different reasons, but um, yeah, she told me she was commuting an hour and a half, uh, but she was still showing up on time. And I was like, um, you know are, are you sure things are going to be good she's like yeah but she has the exact same truck as me a uh a Ford f-150 mine's an 09 she had like a, a 012 but i knew like you're spending at least 500 on gas to get to work yeah. so i mean I, I just was like she said she was good to keep working for me for another couple months before she was hoping to find a place but in pittsburgh but i don't know it was just just weird but yeah she just said like hey i'm not showing up on monday i'll give you a call and never i've not heard from her so yeah so Uh that sucks. but yeah
1: i feel like that's a a thing that's an employee circumstance. I don't feel like I've heard about a lot. It's yeah, a strange it's... one. It doesn't seem like it's in their self interest to take a job that far away. Yeah, it, both... it, it's strange that someone would put themselves in that situation. And you, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. maybe if they have like I... personal issues, right? Like something if they're, say, they're living with a boyfriend or something that lives in or girlfriend that lives in the city or is close by to the city and then they break up and then they got to move back into their parents' house or something like that, maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, was, it was both, both of those employees had personal reasons for, for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, after that I was like tempted to ask, like put on the resume, like, or the application, like, where do you live? Yeah. Any plans like living more than a forty minute, like within a forty minute radius of um, downtown? But I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. That was weird. Um, that was unexpected, but at the same time, once once she told me she was commuting an hour and a half, she has a truck that is getting. Not even fifteen a gallon. Yeah, and yeah, four
2: plus geez. a gallon. That's tough. Yeah, Just yeah. Math no. doesn't add up on that. one. Nope. 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 Yeah. So, oh so, uh, yeah. Okay. On that,
1: do you ever pay for commute time for employees? Do you guys? What do you guys think about that?
2: If we have a anything under like, so we almost always are about. And I have all my guys pretty local, but we don't really have anything over an hour at most. So, no, I don't. I have a couple guys that live a little bit further away. One of them, I work in a uh, travel reimbursement. So, I give him like an extra 10 bucks a day, essentially, just to cover his gas. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, occasionally, I'll just throw guys some extra dough if we have a project that's real far away. But it's it's a non-formal thing. It's not like an agreed-upon thing ahead of time. It's just like... If I know, you know, if one guy lives on one end of our kind of range and there's another, and we're on the other end of it and it's an hour plus, I'll definitely throw some extra cash at them or, or whatever, you know, just throw it in the, uh, paychecks. You can do like a travel reimbursement thing. I'll just do Mm -hmm. it like that, Mm -hmm. but nothing formal.
1: That's kind of how I've done it. If, if projects are like, like I rarely am driving or have employees driving more than like a half hour. Yeah. But if it's like getting up to that point or like Bender was given rides to, to some employees at times, I would tell her just to clock in for, for one of the commutes. Yep. You know, I think that's just a nice morale thing to know that if they're stuck in traffic driving an hour ish per day, like that would feel good for me. Yeah.
2: yeah it it it's informal. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's informal.
2: Yeah. yeah I've I'm done good. 2 Go on, sorry. I've done two, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how the taxes work out on this, so don't anybody quote me on this one. Talk to your accountant. But uh, I've bought like gas cards in bulk before, and you buy a couple hundred dollar gas cards, and you buy whatever you can buy a bunch of them or just a couple. But then I'll just dish them out occasionally too to guys if it's like, especially with gas being the price that it is right now, and yeah. guys are traveling a little bit further. That just goes a long way. Or if I'm happen to be driving out to a job with the guys. And like for the day one or, or you know last day or whatever, uh, like if we stop at a gas station, sometimes I'll we'll just use the company card. I'll fill up everybody's gas tank. You know, just shit moment. like that. Like it's just again, like you said, morale. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's worth the hundred bucks or whatever it's going to cost you.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, I've done that yeah. as
0: well. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, Luke, about the gas cards or because. We yeah most of our projects are a twenty minute drive of like downtown Pittsburgh, um, and yeah even fewer are like up to a thirty minute drive. But yeah we we had one short one day project. I um, was like an hour drive. We have another lime wash we have coming up that'll be like a fifty minute drive. But what I what like what I was. Doing with both of those is just as like a morale builder. Just like each day you have to drive out. I'm giving you fifty cash, fifty dollars in cash. Nice, that's awesome. Just, just yeah. because, like, yeah. I, I mean, we're working ten hour days, and it's yeah, it, having to drive that bit that much further, like i just really want to try and offset the morale and not have them like show up yeah just not as not as happy just just trying and like get them happy to drive that extra little bit of little bit of distance so like if when i'm like look, looking at projects or bidding projects if it's more than a 40 minute drive i factor in like i'm go. giving Yep. Um, someone fifty dollars cash every every uh, full working day per person. That has to be there. But I I think the gas card idea is maybe a little probably a little Your, better. yours
2: is probably better honestly from like an employee yeah. perspective. But th- the way I'm doing it is like a little more front facing, right? So it's like I get to be like the hero. Meanwhile, you're giving them more money at the end of the day. But that's great. And if you factor that into the pricing, like you're saying, then it's just, you're passing that cost along to the customer, which is reasonable because you're traveling that far and everybody knows how expensive gas is. And yeah. also, and I don't know if you guys are experiencing this when it comes to pricing on stuff, but like at least around us, people are now very getting very adjusted to like a v- lack of availability of contractors and contractors being a little bit more expensive, like, um, I just it, I know we were talking a little bit before the show started about issues with that but like at where I'm at people are kind of starting to expect it like there's such a lack of specifically painters but also just all tradesmen in general that people seem to be adjusting to that on their end on the expectation level yeah yeah
1: I, I think it's important that you like, we all do some version of the same thing, but, like, doing the thing is is the best thing yeah. to do. I This makes me wonder what you guys do for, like, if people know that they're out of your radius, but they ask if there's any way that they can get you, how you handle those conversations. I recently had a client um, who's 20 minutes away. I've done a lot of work in their house. Reach out on behalf of their parents who live in really rural Vermont, like, about an hour and a half away. And they're like, we can't get anybody to work on this beautiful farmhouse here. Like we can put you up, we can do this, we can do that. And you know, my response to something like that is like anything's possible, but like, quite frankly, like there's a lot of opportunity cost there. Even if you're putting me up, those are nights I'm not at home. If I'm driving, that's those are hours per week that I could be actually working. So like, you just have to replace that income and time lost and it gets insanely
2: expensive. I think the big question right out of the gate to answer your question from my end is, do I have a relationship with you already or do I not? And if I don't, then I'm not scared to throw a crazy number at you that makes this situation a win for me. Mm
1: -hmm. If
2: I do know you and I don't want to burn a bridge or let's say it's like a GC or somebody that we do a lot of work for, I'll have much more of the conversation that you just had and essentially say, Hey, I don't want to hurt your feelings, and I don't want you to feel like I'm taking advantage of you. Here's why this is expensive and why this is probably not going to be a great match. Yeah. So that, I like, for us, that's New York City. Like, we have clients up here that have New York City apartments. We do work for them up here. They're like, come down. We'd love to have you in the city. And at this stage of the game, I've just straight up said no. Because for us working in, there's a lot of things that come from working in New York City that are different than where we work other than just the hour and a half to two and a half hours of driving associated with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, apartments, supers, building rules, all that Access, kind of stuff. Access,
1: parking. Like, like, I know you talked to Warren at Houndstooth. Like, yeah. what he has to do just to go to work some days, It's there's a lot of hoops to jump through that we don't even have to think about pulling into somebody's driveway.
2: Yeah, yeah. We were walking through the subway with a suitcase full of paint tools. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, crazy. I, it's funny, I, you talk about Warren at Houndstooth. Um, Fine Home Building reached out to us to do an article about working in New York City and all this stuff. Uh, we got recommended through a friend of ours, and I was just straight up. I'm like, I could write an article about why I don't work down there anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I
2: was like, you should talk to Warren, and he ended up declining it. But uh, because like that that guy does that every day. And have you seen his shop? Like his little shop space? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not big. And yeah. I'm sure he pays for it. And, yeah. uh, but, but he makes it work. It's a, just a different environment. But to get back to the original question, it, either I'm going to make it worth my while and the number is going to be huge. Or if I know you and I care about you and I think that your money could be spent, not that I don't care about my other customers, prospective customers, but if I think your money could be spent in a different place, I'll just straight up tell you like, this is probably not the best option for you, but here's, yeah. here's what we could do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I won't even entertain it if I don't have a
2: relationship with them. What's you know? the upside? The upside of you know, what? It's, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So why would you? You know, the upside is a little bit more money. Is sure. It, is it? Can you charge two hundred dollars more a day? Yeah, probably. Maybe you can make that. Maybe you can make three hundred. Right. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred bucks is a is a lot in a week to make extra on top. But mm-hmm. is it worth not sleeping at your house for a week? Is it worth? Yeah waking up going to work coming back home going to bed waking up go- and repeating like yeah. it's depending where you are in your career it probably is you know yeah. or, or but maybe it isn't at this stage you know when you're as kind of well established as you are it's just well, why bother
1: that that that's the real question is do you need the work that's that far or do you just Absolutely. want to serve these people because that's what we do every day we, yeah. we are of service to people you know
2: for me, it was cool in the beginning because it was like, oh, New York City, this is oh, such a cool opportunity. And it's just like, this is just painting somewhere else. Yeah. It's just it's just waking up in the place that you're painting. And we've stayed yeah. in apartments before. And that's also one of my least favorite things is waking up and being like wiping like the eye boogers out of your eye, having a cup of coffee and like grabbing a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah that's not that's not good for my brain. I'm a creature right. of habit. That is not, this is not yeah, how I yeah, yeah. do this.
1: I used to get a lot of calls from people in the Adirondacks and upstate New York. Cause so we're right across the lake and same thing. They're like, we can't find anybody, but they used to kind of frame it like they were doing me a favor by letting me stay in their vacation property. And like, that was their approach. That was just a very big part of their approach is like, you would be so lucky to come over and do that. Yeah. And there was always a short conversation and there was one there was one family that called who, who knew the game. They had gotten people from Burlington over before, paid an arm and a leg, put them up in the house, like meal stipends per deal, like the whole thing. They knew they knew the game. And I did that one. And it was yeah. fun. I'm glad I did it. I lived in the Adirondacks for three weeks in the fall. It was gorgeous. It was during COVID, too. So I was like, I had my own little vacation property in the Adirondacks, too, like the first summer when nothing was happening. Yeah, yeah. So... I was like, "This is sweet," but it's it's, yeah. It's, there was it's, a lot of
2: upside there, though. You know, yeah, that it, it worked.
1: It worked. They exactly. knew they knew it was up. They knew the costs. I bid it well. It was fun, but like, yeah, a lot of additional stressors. Anyway, Connor, mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Sorry, i gabbing so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would be in a similar boat. Um, anywhere from forty minutes to maybe a little bit over an hour drive, like. Yeah, you're, they're going to be paying. Um, yeah, I mean, not only just that extra cost for uh, paying my guys cash so they're happy, but I'm also probably going to just raise my rate. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe. If I'm going to be going, like, taking that much more effort to, like, drive and play and run around, like, I, I'm going to want more for this project. And if, if anything was like further away. um, Yeah. I mean, first I, I'd want to check to, to make sure like, first of all, like my employees, like it would actually be good with an out of, out of town project or, you know, like a, a further commute more than an hour and a half drive, like probably have to stay somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I would ask like if, if someone really wants that, then they're going to have to like, pay for it because um yeah i mean i would want a decent place for my employees to stay like i'm not sure i'd want to stay on at like a client's house and live and work in the same place uh and also i mean just like frankly i'd like my wife she stays at home with the boys so and like i want to see them so yeah totally like i would factor in like not only like lodging for my employees, but I want to rent an Airbnb or something like a decent house. So you could bring the kids. So I can see. Yeah. So I can see my kids. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I did that when I first started um, cause I lived in Chicago for four or five years had uh, someone back in Chicago. They found out I was starting the, the business and they wanted me to paint their new home. And so with that, I had like travel costs out there paid for, had an Airbnb. Um, and I just worked about like 50 hours in in like a week. But, um, yeah, if, if I do that in the future, like really, they, they have to be willing to pay for it because yeah it's just, I don't know It's just it's it's like not fun and it, i've like been at places in the past too where any out of town work they've expected you to like work like long days like extra long days like put in hours and it's just that's that's just i don't i don't want that at all
1: it's a tricky thing to set up where it's a win-win on on all yeah. sides i think
2: yeah um, i've done uh a- just real quick, I mean, we used yeah, to yeah. do garage door repaints. We got hooked up with a garage door installer, and occasionally they would have, um, like, the actual manufacturer, Clopay, was the, uh, they're like, a high-end garage door. They do custom garage doors and stuff. And they would have failures from time to time, and whether it was, like, a stain failure or a paint failure. And so I was driving. I went down to, like, Virginia for one. I was out in, like, Rhode Island for another one. And it was right when I, business was starting, and I was just like, "What sleep? We're fine. Let's go. Like, I remember one morning, I woke up at, like, 2 a.m., uh, I think some no-dos and a couple monsters later. I was in Rhode Island by, like, 8, and then uh, did the whole job, and then drove back, and I was charging for time the whole, you know, I was charging hourly. I think, we're, I think our normal charge rate then was 55, so I was charging, like, 65, and I was like, <laughs> you know yeah. and uh but i got to charge all my driving and all this stuff and i i got back that night i was like a family party at my parents house and i remember driving up at like you know whatever it was like 7 p.m or 8 p.m at night and with like in my brain like i knew i made like 1400 bucks i covered like two i was we were splitting an apartment me and my wife at that stage i was i covered two months rent and one day of work and i felt amazing but it's like you Talk about the candle going on both sides. You know, like that's – that that type of working is short-lived. And yeah. like we were saying, you know, it's just like what's the upside of the whole thing? And the uh, the other thing is my dad, when, when we were growing up, he did a big job out in Colorado. He did a bunch of bowling alleys. And he was out there. He moved out there for like eight months with like a crew of six guys. And it ended up <laughs> – it ended up not being financially the greatest decision he's ever made uh, for a variety of reasons. But it was it was eye opening thing because it, it's just there's also things that when you're traveling, like you're not totally aware of those areas. You know, you don't really know necessarily the ins and outs, the paint stores, the people you can trust, people you can't, areas you got to worry about yeah. different laws, different rules if you're in a different state. But you, how's your comp work? Are you covered? Mm-hmm. How's your liability? Is that covered? Is that going to cost yeah. you more? So there are just a lot of things to think about if you are going to do something like that.
1: Yeah. It, it intrigues me. It intrigues me that, I mean, I, there's a, there's a painter in Vermont, actually Middlebury, Vermont, about an hour South of Burlington, who I was talking to. We, we've never met. He, he almost came up to the next Slavic thing, uh, where we met last summer, Luke, yep. but he couldn't. And we, we message occasionally and his next like year and a half, is fully booked out doing like crazy high end pl- faux plaster, fine paint stuff. He's like a sleeper guy. Yeah. If he was yeah. as active on Instagram for everything he does, he'd be like ZK level, I swear. But he is doing regional projects for like the next year and a half. Yeah. And he's he like isn't booked close to his actual home for like that basically the, until next fall. Which, yeah. like, it's a model for some people, and if you're hyper-specialized, maybe it's worth it. If if you are, like, the one person in the region who can do some of this stuff. I mean, yeah. look, um, you guys probably follow, and a lot of the listeners of this probably follow Turner and Brett P- Praise. Yep. They're traveling doing jobs right now.
2: Yeah, I know ZK can do all- subbed stuff out to them. They did something in D.C. I saw them posting about that. In
1: Buffalo, New York. Yeah. So there's, like, it's fun. I don't care if I never do it again. It's just fun to see, and like yeah. I hope everyone's making it work. But it's cool. It's cool to be that specialized that people are flying you all over the country and all yeah. over the region. Like that's you did 100%. it. Yeah,
2: but you, you got to be in the right place. Like like Connor was saying too. It's you know you got two little boys at home. Like that's more important than the prestige, you know, or like the the cool jobs you get to work on. It's like totally you know, unless it's going to put your family in a crazy good position financially, that's like irrefutably positive. I should should get t-shirts made up. Let's just say irrefutably positive. I Uh, like that. (laughs) Then, uh, the Blasey painting, irrefutably positive, (laughs) uh, then then it's not worth it, you know? And so, but it is fun. And I have a buddy who used to work for us who does plaster Venetian, plaster Mike does Venetian plaster finishes. Um, and he travels, he goes to North Carolina. He was just on like an Island in Maine. That was this only thing on the Island was the house.
1: Dang.
2: So that, and, but he has him and his wife don't have any kids and she's, you know, she's happy to have the house to herself when he's not there. So it's like, it, it works for him. You know? Yeah.
1: I saw a plaster. Mike can find a home building recently. Yeah. You, you, you're the Blasey people. You, you, you got the fine home building hookup. You start pulling
2: some strings, man. You can Dude, That's how you that's got how me in there. <laughs> yeah. Connor's up next, man. Yeah. Start asking for some Midwest action. Connor's coming yeah. in. Would yeah. you be Midwest, Connor, technically? What would you consider yourself?
0: You know I, I don't know. I have I always thought of Pittsburgh as East Coast, but people here in Pittsburgh told me it's Midwest.
2: We don't think of you as East Coast, for the record.
0: Yeah, people in Pittsburgh yeah. don't either.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm from Minnesota, so that, I've always thought of Pittsburgh as – east because yeah. it's in Pennsylvania but
1: a bunch of wily yinzers
2: yeah the remnant the, what does the remnant consider themselves is the real question
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: midwest yeah there um, you go yeah
1: Luke did you say there was a backstory with how your dad and, and plaster Mike end up in the fine home building paint Q&A section all the time
2: yeah yeah so when... <laughs> My uh, my dad shared. My dad worked at one um, estate for a real long time, doing like uh, just real high end finishing and restoration type stuff. Learning from uh, the guy that ran the estate, <clears throat> who was actually like museum quality restoration certified, crazy artist slash uh, craftsman brain, and that's where my dad picked a lot of that stuff up from. But the carpenter they had on site was this guy named Ian Schwant who moved out to Millbrook because his wife was a chef and she... Anyway, long story short, he shared a shop space with this other carpenter and this carpenter started working for a construction company after he left the estate that a couple of the guys at this construction company used to be writers for fine home builders. And Hmm. so Ian start who's very, in, very intelligent, super well-spoken. He's actually done a few of their fine home building podcasts. Uh, and he started writing for fine home building as well. And he knew him and my dad had many, uh, many, a late night shop, uh, conversation over a bottle of whiskey and, uh, you know, shaping Abitron into weird shapes and refinishing <laughs> old pieces of wood <laughs> uh, which led to when something came up for my dad or something came up at fine home building where they needed some, uh, paint specialization, they, they turned to him and then we've just kind of fostered the relationship a little bit. We were in one of the issues where we were like the main spread on it where we were removing wallpaper, which was cool. It was cool to see my dad there. That was like one of my favorite moments was yeah, he's been doing this so long, you know? Yeah. And, Around here, you know, he's starting to realize that he's built a a name for himself. But it was cool to see him show people that, and like, you know, that little bit of pride because he's such a humble guy. So just to see that, that was a really cool moment for us. But that's kind of how we worked our way. And then since then, you know, they've come to us for a couple things, and some we've been able to help with, and then some, you know, I've turned to other people's ways, like yours, yeah, yeah, and, uh, that thing with Warren. So yeah, it, and it's not like it. I mean they pay you for it so that's cool. But yeah. uh, it's not like you're not going to put it on the side of your van probably, you know, as right. featured in Fine Home Building. I mean maybe you could, but it's just a cool cool little flux.
1: It's a cool, cool thing. thing. It's like it's a it's like a storied magazine that everybody feels good about. It's just like it's good to be a part of. It's a cool thing.
2: Yeah. It's like getting a top job for the PCA, right? It's like Totally. Is that really totally. going to help you sell anything? Probably not, but if you, if you market it right. But yeah, true. It feels good. Yeah.
1: It feels good.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, Ian, actually, and if you do go through fine home building at all, Ian's house. So he moved back out from our area, Millbrook. He moved back out there and they, he built a house. And uh, they featured like the house, him building the house from start to finish and kind of the whole process. I, I don't know exactly what the title of the uh, article was, but you could find it if you're interested.
1: Yeah, yeah. Connor, I remember you were talking about doing or having like an interior contingent going throughout the summer as you did exteriors. Did yeah. that materialize? No. No.
0: <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it that was going to happen if. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, the goal. Um, really wanting to make a push for this year is get to four people and have two separate crews going. So I was hoping, I was hoping to make that push for, for late spring, early summer. And then in in May, I had a employee. uh, She had to move out of town. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I was planning on having her, be like on interiors because she's just really was really high detailed was you know really doing like nice work but got life happens and um got down to two and then yeah since then um it just got too late too late in the summer and exteriors were already starting to book up and i just not yeah i just decided not to try and push for that mm-hmm. You need to have the right the right people to make that happen i was didn't want to try and force that so yeah that could um, be a monkey
1: wrench if done like in a scattered way so yeah just focusing sounds like a better better call there
0: yeah so yeah it, it next year that's something i definitely want to do and actually it's part of the reason was um you know just to have a place to put people during rain days, but it's actually like tomorrow I'm scheduling our, I've scheduled our first rain day one day interior, like all year. So we've not had rain. Yeah. It's been, it's been very dry or we've just missed the rain or it's, we've cut work like a couple hours early, but yeah, it's, it's been like surprising. Um, so yeah, next year though, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a goal. Cause um, yeah, interiors are, I think a big opportunity and during are in summertime and yeah. yeah we'll it's s- also,
2: if you think about it too, like if you, let's say you get to a certain stage, right? You get a, a certain amount of like inside work booked up, then you get to, let's say August or we're kind of right where we are right now, which is the end of August or September, you know, then you can start kind of cranking those. Like if you need to pull your interior crew outside to finish projects up, and then you start selling people on like, Hey, it's going to be a little bit, you know, we can actually offer you a discount if we kick this two months to pass Thanksgiving or whenever it's, you know, whenever it's too cold for you guys to be outside. And then at that stage, you know, you just start racking that into the winter. So you know, you're not burning that interior work when you could be outside. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't always work, right? Sometimes people are like, no, I'm not waiting. I got a birthday party or something where you got to get it done. But sometimes, even if one out of every five does, at least that's, you know, there's four days in the winter that get eaten up from yeah. something you were able to kick.
0: Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. That's, that's good. And and also, I mean, part, part of it too is like, if you have people just doing interiors, like hopefully those two people, like they're just become like a well-oiled machine. Like they just they really get in their groove because once exterior season ends, we move inside. It's gonna be kind of clunky for the first month. Um Yeah, I mean it's just just different type of work almost. So yeah,
2: yeah, sure. I was the, hoping. To- uh... That's one okay. thing I've noticed this year for me is I've done, a, a like you were saying about getting two people working together. We've, I've tried a lot harder trying to keep people that are slightly different but also very compatible working together. And the happiness on job sites and the customer sees that and I'm also seeing it on the production end and the, when we run the final numbers is like, those jobs go very well or have a tendency to go very well when you keep the same crew there and it's, there's a consistency from start to finish with two people, like maybe a very detail oriented person and somebody who's very production oriented and you kind of split duties and then they kind of start to form. All right, I'm going to do these windows while you spray the siding or however it works, but just that's been super good for us this year. It's a good point you made.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Luke, how has how your summer gone? And also, I guess this is a two pronged question because you have a baby on the way. And since you are like the manager of this big ecosystem and like the one with all the balls in the air, how have you been like conceiving of your role changing as the due date has gotten closer?
2: Yeah. So I guess previously I was, like, was throwing the balls in the air and also trying to paint them as they were moving around. Now, <laughs> I'm, just, now I'm just trying to juggle a little bit more. Uh, so the summer has been good. It's honestly, we've had a stretch of awesome customers and I've been doing a much better job on my end of setting expectations from start times, finish times, um, in, in a much more reasonable place. So everybody's, everybody's not mad at us before we get there.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) or for the most part, I'm sure some of my customers would probably argue with me on that. But no, it's been good. Honestly, it's, it's been really good. The guys have done a really great job. I've been trying to do a better job of preparing them on what's coming down the line too. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll roll back to that, but yeah, just setting every, everybody's expectations in the right spot from the, from the outset. And like I was just saying, keeping the same crew from start to finish at the job, some continuity and leadership is super important. And then, Lastly, and probably one of the biggest misses that I didn't even realize was a problem was the guys weren't really prepared for the jobs that were coming. And so they didn't, they're focusing on what they're doing, but they also know that they're approaching the end of this job. And as they're getting closer and closer and closer, they don't, I wasn't telling anybody like, Hey, you know, start thinking about this. This is your next job. Or here's a sheet. I don't want you to worry about this right now, but here's your job sheet for the next job. So start wrapping your brain around, like, we're doing a stain finish, stain, uh, whatever, We're doing a strip and refinish on the next job, stain grade. So mm-hmm. start flexing that muscle in your brain thinking about those things. Uh, and guys started asking me, like, are, you know, I talk to my dad my brother all the time, but I have a couple other job leads that, I've also been with us for a while and we're kind of looking for that same information. And I didn't realize that. So, mm-hmm. getting that to them has been super helpful and kind of having a very clear meeting with them on the front end of this whole thing. Like, here is the whole scope. Let's you and I walk it. I also like to get the job lead. A lot of our projects are pretty big. So, we're there for average probably three to four weeks for the exterior season so getting there the day before with the job lead say hey i packed my van up let's unload everything let's set up a shop space let's talk to the customer you're gonna meet them but there's no pressure today we're not getting anything done today or maybe second half of the day you start doing some stuff but first half of the day let's just get settled let's go over everything all these little questions that when i was in charge when i was running the job i don't even think about that because i'll just solve them as they come yeah. When I'm not there, now I'm putting a lot of stress on this guy, on our lead, because he now has to do, he has to take too much of, like, an ownership type role, sure. so I put him in a position to win when I just take that time to, we, we solve all these problems, where's the power, where's the water, yep. where, you know, all these little silly things, where should, you know, where exactly should we park, if, can we use a bathroom, yep. do we need to get a porta potty? pie like, all those things that Again, when you're there on site, you just solve them with, as they come up. But when you're not there, it just makes it harder for the person that's in charge. So that's Hard. been a big win. Job guys have been happier. They've been under a little bit less stress. Customers have been happier because probably because I'm not half running the job shittily. You know, <laughs> like I'm much better. The guys are better at running jobs than I am because they're there the whole time. Yeah. I'm not, I can't be in four places at once to so just turn over the keys to somebody, but yeah. give them a good thing to run with. Yeah. So that me stepping back with the baby coming on the way, realizing I 100% I'm not going to be able to be here. Yeah. So I can steal in the beginning of this, I'll be able to steal one, two days a week to really be out helping with stuff,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but that's it. So my job now is to get guys set up, very clear communication and then get the hell out of there. And yep. that e- embracing that role, I'm kind of having a realization here as I'm talking about it with you guys is that I've kind of stepped into that role without even totally making it a goal. But those these things just kind of happen naturally and you make a mistake and then you add something to it and you make a mistake and you take something mm-hmm. away from it. But it's evolved into this thing that seems to be working pretty decently right now.
1: Yeah. It also seems like you have the culture too where once you are inaccessible for a couple days a week, for like most of the week, people are going to step up for you. Like, yeah, is, that, is that reasonable so, to right? expect? <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I love, I love the guys and, and girls that work for us. And I, I mean that genuinely, like I would and have done as much as, and will continue to do as much as I can for them. And like, there's a, you know, a couple of the older guys that work for us. Like I, I will, I feel responsible for bringing these guys to their retirement now at this stage. And they have also, the majority of the people here have seen the evolution of Luke changing from a 14 hours a day dude to a always picking up his phone. Never, you know, the machine never stops. We got two rain days tomorrow. Everybody's working. We're Mm -hmm. all set out on exterior jobs Two rain days. I got 14 guys working tomorrow. I just, yeah. we figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. So they, they see that and uh, yeah, I just, I, I treat everybody with a lot of respect and I think everybody sees how hard I work and my brother and my dad work to keep the whole thing going and it just, everybody buys in. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, it's silly stuff. Like we did a barbecue the other weekend, you know, and we did a, did a half day and on Friday and everybody came over the house and it was, it was great, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, Culture, like you said, we have a culture where we're all we all have each other's backs. Yeah,
1: that's that's a beautiful thing. And it's not like you were doing that all those years and all those days and all those hours so that when you needed something, it would come back. But that's a byproduct of it. Like if you Mm -hmm. you create that culture, you treat people like that. When you you have a baby, they're going to step up for you.
2: You, yeah, we'll see. I hope so.
1: <laughs> okay, you're right. right. You're right. We don't know yet, but like, that yes. feels like a pretty strong, educated guess from all you've said. Yeah, knowing who you are.
2: Yeah, and I, I was saying to my dad the other day, it's like, we, you know, we've been able to build this in. Let me put it this way: we all know when people say that they work for a painting company, the connotation that that gets from like a response. It's like, oh, you're just doing that for now, right? Yeah, you're just. Or like, you're like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's just like, it's not something that's a positive thing. It's like, oh, you dropped out of college, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? And like, building something where I'm super proud of it, and it's also very positive for the people that are here experiencing it, has just been far and away the most rewarding part of it. Like, I have two younger guys, at 23 and 20, the other guy just turned 22. They're like, very good friends. Now they met working here for us, but they're also like, I see them like becoming proud in the work that they're doing and mm. posting stuff on their own personal Instagram accounts of work that they've done. And, and so, and asking me questions that, about stuff. Oh, how do you do this? Call me on the weekends. Like, you know, Hey, I got some side work. Is there, you know, one of the guys wanted to borrow a sprayer. Another guy had a question about the right products to use on a deck fostering that and yeah, just showing that you care because it takes so little right it just to be positive and supportive it it just requires that you know you're having a bad day you take a deep breath before you pick up the phone even if somebody has the dumbest question in the entire world they're like yes you use paint thinner with the oil primer yeah thanks have a you know but if you answer that question happy and like go get them someone's gonna have a different response from it and that that's all we try to do for sure so that's, that's my officially, that's my one long rant for the podcast. I'm for this. episode. <laughs> I, I just used it. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, yeah, just, I don't know. I think this is going to be kind of a, a, a fun test. Like you're, you're like, I don't know. You calling it a paternity leave or like your pseudo or like your, yeah, just it depends like...
2: when she goes into labor, right? So if it's at you know seven a.m., there's going to be some phone calls that need to get made real quick. But
1: nah.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the weekend, no, it's uh, it's also you know my wife and I have had conversations, and we're very similar. We're we both know that we don't know what we're getting into, you know. But <laughs> uh, we both don't sit well, so. She knows that like if I shut my phone off, turned it over to my brother and my dad, and just didn't do anything for twelve weeks, that I would lose my mind you yeah. know <laughs> so it's it's been a kind of and and we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, you know, mm-hmm. and if I need those guys to do that, then it'll require some work and it'll require some time for me, but we could turn that over and make that happen mm-hmm. uh, but it's not my intention, and it's I don't think it's where we would be the happiest so yeah no that all that all tracks
1: i'm excited for you man
2: yeah me too so i'll be look the next podcast will we'll come on i'll be like my hair will be gray i'll look at big <laughs> giant bags under my eyes <laughs> like i was wrong connor how do you do this
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. it's gonna be good man yeah i'm excited you'll be tired but you'll be happy
2: Yeah, that's that's and it's funny because I ask it all every dad I run into, I ask for advice because it's just like it's just the same thing as I've done with my business is advice when I see people doing a good job with something. It's like, hey, what's what what are you? How do you do this? (laughs) You know, and so that's what all like the dads that I really love, like the way that they are with their kids said exactly what you just said, Connor, which is like it's work, but it's work you're going to love. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that your advice, Connor? Do you have any do you have any sage wisdom? For Luke here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I just. What, man, let me think. Um,
1: Did you ever have an epiphany through in your in your fatherhood so far? Even if it like sounds obvious, something where you're like, "Oh, that's why everyone says that."
0: Like any moments like that. Um. Yeah. So. I guess one thing I've I mean it's it's like really hit home with me like this past year or so just realizing like I guess like the insane impact that as like a dad if I'm present or not present in my son, my son's life or daughter's life um, the, the insane impact that has on shaping like your child's worldview like how they feel about themselves how they look at themselves you know if they um you know if they grow up feeling like i have like memories of like my dad taking time with me like loving me um compared with people that they just don't have any memories of their dad or bad memories. Just like, man, I, I've, I've been given these two boys and, um, I, yeah, even though they're young, um, you can still have an insane impact on them as people just by being there. And I mean, that's, what's been like real. That's what's really like hit me because it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's actually like pretty, pretty profound and crazy. Just the impact, you know, your mom and dad can have on you, and um, so, yeah, realizing the extent of that's been big. And I mean, just just in general, like I, um, yeah, having a business, you have a responsibility, but um, like ultimately don't want to be sacrificing my boys or my marriage for um, the business like um, and there's I guess things things I do just with running the business where um, yeah I'm, I'm doing things at the expense of the business so it makes running the business more stressful because I'm not putting as much time and focus as I'd like to but I I don't think I'll be looking back in 10 years and be like, you know what? I wish I worked more. Yeah. I wish yeah. I worked like Saturdays and, you know, got more done. So that's, I mean, that's, that's been like the big thing for me. Um, yeah. And especially this year too, just, yeah, really realizing like I want to, get to four at least four employees this year if not more um so that i can step out of production because this exterior season has been like pretty straightforward like there's not been any like super weird challenges with these projects i mean especially now through the end of the year it's just really straightforward just exteriors but um yeah like i'm working outside and just working 10 hours in the heat is just like taxing like it's just physically taxing and like mentally taxing it's just it's just been a drain so that's been my big motivation like i want to get out of production so i can not only like focus on important things in the business like i can have more energy for like my boys when I get home, like more yeah. energy for my wife. Um, that I mean, that's that's like that. So that's motivated me to try and make that happen. But
2: yeah, and I feel like you too getting up super early, like taking care of stuff on a daily basis on your workday. You know, while everybody's still sleeping in your house, and then implementing a ten-hour workday, taking Fridays off, or doing you know just for paperwork stuff to catch up on and then you have your friday and you have saturday and sunday with them like that's that's huge so just doing by just by doing that even if you're not on point monday through thursday you still get all that time with them those three days yeah and that's great yeah i'm um,
0: yeah yeah i mean it's yeah i don't know just uh, as my boys get older and things change i mean that just no, i'm going to have to adjust what I do with my time. And I don't know. It's it's just a – it's going to be a, a walk that there's going to be a lot of change. And I don't know, just trying to err on the side of – yeah, I'd, I'd rather sacrifice when it comes to the business than my family and just err on that side of – choosing my family over my business
2: yeah so. i think that's like you said i don't think you're gonna go back 10 years and be like ah should have painted a couple more houses forget those little league games you know <laughs>
1: this is a this is a trade and a job where it's so conducive to if you're a workaholic ready to ruin your life it's pretty easy to do in oh, this yeah. trade. and if you have the tendency towards that it's just like pff, strong boundaries and discipline yeah. like that's that's it
2: yes i'll let you know when i figure that part out right <laughs> yeah so speaking of which i mean
0: just uh interesting i, I just interested to hear your guys perspective because you guys have been um at this longer than i have but i mean one thing i just coming out of this past winter where I had, like, six to seven weeks of work just, like, vanish. And, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, the stress that created. Um, yeah, coming out of winter, I, you know, I mean, really, I'm thankful for, like, an easy exterior season. But at the same time, I've just felt, like, gutted. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that I've not felt, like, burnt out, but, like, the winter, it's just, kind of got any um, fuel I had in my engine and then working outside and where it's like 90 degrees and I'm, I'm in the direct sunlight sometimes just like it's been taxing. So I don't know, just with, uh, I don't know if you guys, whenever you're been working where you just feel like out or just like you know, you just have that physical and mental toll, like, what have you guys done to overcome that?
2: No, you want to go first? Well, I try to think of,
1: I mean, for most of my career, I just existed that way in a state of like perpetual burnout. And (laughs) like, I'm just such like a glutton for punishment endurance guy. Like I can just handle that at a cost, obviously, but like I could do that forever. It took it was harder to stop doing that because that's how I'm wired. But I, I guess I could tell you the way I'm conceiving of that now is that we do working at a very high level in a trade is a hard job. And let yeah. like let's look at other professional like analogs like that. What's a nurse schedule? They're going to work like 3 12s or four tens, and then they're gonna get some time off. They're not doing that hard demanding physical mental taxing job five, six days a week, like trades are. So yeah. I've started to kind of think about like, I'll do a crazy push, but I'm not gonna just go and jump back into another crazy push anymore after a normal weekend where like, I've, I've just been thinking about it. Like, if I'm going to go hard, I have to go hard with more breaks built in. Because it's, like, I, I could see it being a little different for employees because they're not working at the level, at the same level of, like, stress and accountability and productivity as owner-operators. Yeah. I think there's an argument to be made that employees would might perform a lot better. Like, there's a reason people do four-day work weeks with that sort of a rest of like a production rest schedule. But yeah, to wrap up this kind of like scattered long-winded thing, I I think we should start thinking about if we're small, kind of on like the more like mercenary (laughs) smaller solo end, staggering your schedule so that it's like, it's not just go, go, go. There's more and longer breaks built in.
2: Those are all good, reasonable normal healthy human brain things to, to say <laughs> it
1: took me a while to get here but it's yeah. working and charge more to cover the downtime there you go so that's the big yeah. one yeah
2: right I, I think from for me like there are definitely mornings i wake up and the first thought i have is like Whoa. you know it's just yeah. like and, and it's it's kind of the weight of 13 other people relying on me to make sure that this thing runs properly, you know, or in whatever that number is, whether it's two guys or three guys, but at the end of the day, it's your family, right? And that's kind of, I try to use that as inspiration because I try to think past like the, just the guys, but I try to think about their wives and their kids and like that kind of starts to get my brain going and then when I'm really like dealing, having like a lot of anxiety about just, there's so many things to do and what do I do? And I'm just tired and I'm shy as I just, I'll write down a list and then I'll just pick, first thing I'll do is I'll just pick the easiest thing on the list that I can do. And then yeah. it's just, all right, I'll get that. I'll send that email. I don't want to send it, but I'll send it. And it's like, all right, so we've made progress. And then that starts the momentum up. It's like, all right, if I can do that, then I can record all the hours from yesterday. That's all right, let's do that. And then, just kind of build on that. That's that's big for me. I'm also somebody who, like, after work, in order to burn that, even when I'm physically tired, I need to go do something like cardio. I need to go do something that's – I'm just going to get out of my head. From So for me, that's either running or not so much running anymore because my <laughs> body's done with that. But, it, it, you know, working out or even just working hard out in the yard, just getting a sweat on, that's like – mindless in the sense that like this is for me you know and that helps me kind of get through some of the i get like woe is me type vibes sometimes like, oh, i do all this stuff I'm so i know i'm all over the place it's like you know nobody knows how hard i'm working. it's like shut up <laughs> this is a cute story you're telling yourself in your brain just go do something as hard as you can for 20 minutes and then let me know how you feel afterwards and that's yeah. that's me I, that but that's my i have like a non stop brain so that's like my opportunity to make my brain stop yeah the other thing is like so i got home from we were actually i was out camping with the family for the weekend and we got home today and i wasn't feeling very well and i laid down for an hour and a half and i was like and my wife was like good job you stopped and realized that you needed to rest. I'm and, impressed uh, with that. Wow. I was too, honestly. Hey, dogs, <laughs> dogs had a lot of fun cuddling. I got a cute video of them fighting. <laughs> uh, but even that, like, so that was, that was really good for me in that moment, knowing like, hey, don't crank it up a notch, crank it down a notch, take a second for yourself. Because in that moment, my brain was fine. My body was like, hey, we're hurt. Uh, but I don't know. Again, I, I think that that's kind of, my solutions are based around somebody whose brain likes to run at 5,000 miles an hour. Yeah. So, but knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing, I guess knowing my why probably would be the biggest advice I could give on it.
1: And knowing how you really quickly reset too. That's one thing I've found really useful is knowing like, okay, I've been here before. What, what do I have time for? What can I fit in? What's the best possible outcome? I, this is counterintuitive for me, but I realized when I'm going, like, sometimes I'll I'll do big crunch deadline projects, and I'll be going hard. You know, I'll be rolling ceilings all day, and it's counterintuitive that the best thing I can do after that is go right to the Y and hammer out a bunch of laps in the pool, but that resets my body in a way that just going home and drinking a beer laying on the couch doesn't. Yeah. And I wake up, I wake up in the morning the next day after swimming a mile in 10 times better physical and mental yeah. shape. And it's like, so there's an argument for rest, but there's an argument just to like keep turning it up and knowing which one you need is huge.
2: Totally agree.
0: That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, you know, like looking ahead to this one or I'm. Um, Last winter, like, yeah, took me out. The sea, the summer, I'm just like, it's just killing like my mental capacity, and yeah, I'm mean, just like the thought of like winter this year, I'm, like trying to, trying to like muster up strength, like mental strength, um, just to like prepare, just in case w- more weird stuff happens or maybe even like weird stuff ha- happens this fall, but yeah, just,
2: just curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The other thing, like when it comes to shifting gears, I've, I have a hard time going from like when we start doing something really well, kind of like you were saying, it's like, we're getting really good at this. and then like, that's all right, now let's do a cabinet job. And you're like, ah, I don't want to do a cabinet job. I just want to keep spraying stuff, but it's lined up in your schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. Or spraying outside stuff. Uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to reset, man. It's, it's, it's hard to switch your brain into that. Like you said, it gets a little clunky in the beginning and you got all your drops are all covered in mud and you get, you know, it's just, it's that extra work. It's taking that extra four hours on a Sunday to like, all right, this, I got to do this. Cause we got this whole new thing coming Monday and I got to be ready for it. That is a difficult thing, but yeah, just I th- getting that first thing done for me is huge. Just taking that first step and, and, kind of like noah said is like knowing that we've all we've all been in these situations before we've been there before and it's been hard and we've gotten through it so it's like if we know we can do it if you deep down know you can do it it's just a matter of getting yourself to do it
1: yeah yeah Yeah. we have a blueprint for this most of us like we're most of us day to day aren't facing new and completely original problems to us yeah (laughs) they feel different, but there's a precedent for almost everything we do every day.
2: Yeah. At this stage. Right. So we've all kind of, we've all been doing this long enough to know you're not going to run into something. You're not going to run into something you can't physically paint. Right. Yeah. So it's just a matter of figuring out the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, if, if you're thinking too, Connor, more like, more of a, from like a business owner standpoint, how do we, you know, stressing about having the work for the winter and and stuff like that. One thing I've noticed in our winters recently has been so many, so much of my winter time has been spent on big, big projects with great GCs Uh, and fostering those relationships, taking the time to foster those relationships has been super helpful for me. So, three of the four big GCs we work for that eat up a lot of our winter work. I've done work at their houses at a very reduced rate. You know, I know their families pretty well. I talk to them on the phone when they're stressed out about something else. And I'm just, I'm like a free therapist, essentially, just listening to (laughs) them bitch about how the plumber refuses to show up shit like that, you know? So taking the time to dive in, And like really try your best to actually care, but really just think of it as an investment in your future, trying to build those relationships. A lot of times too, like, and this is kind of salesy, but if it's a company that I want to work with and I haven't worked with them before, I'll just cut my price down to, you know, nearly cost or, you know, just a little bit of profit with the expectation that, all right, well, if I can show them what I can do, then that work the next time that they have the opportunity that work will be there and new construction is a tough fur place to make money but they're if you can land them over the winter they they keep you going you know
1: yeah
2: and that's a big deal when you start to want to you know build to the point where you have you know four employees and you want to keep everybody busy over the winter and make some money
1: yeah that's a good point i so- I wonder to loop back, Connor. I wonder if part of what you were saying about the burnout part—it sounded like this—is something I feel. So I'm wondering if if this is 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 what you're talking about too. Is on days where like I'm hitting it hard on the job site, by the end of that day, I don't feel like my mind is at its best place. Like I don't think I can like vision or write well or think well, and it's like it's like a one or the other thing to me. And I wonder if that's kind of what you were talking about is burnout too, is if it just feels like being on the brush too much or to a certain extent limits your capability to be like a good business visionary and do all those other critical roles. I have to silo and compartmentalize those things.
0: Yeah, no, that that's, that's, uh, definitely probably a factor. Um, Yeah, I I mean, yeah, because I mean, there's times where like, like I have my Fridays for like office days, but there's just, I work the whole week and there's just like things just like floating through my head. I got to do this, 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 this. And then Friday comes, I've like taken not much time to like mentally prepare, like, these are the most important things to get done. Instead, it's like Friday comes, and I just feel squirrely mentally, and and just don't feel like I've accomplished as much as I want to. Just because it feels like I'm spending half the time trying to figure out what I should do. Um, yeah, so I, I think headspace is yeah definitely yeah big part of it and um yeah just working out, working outside i just next year i'd, I'd really just want to would like to not have to factor myself in production or exteriors i just yeah because it's i mean just that, like thinking about it like i'm, I'm not even like simple things like drinking water that's not the best at drinking water so that definitely affects that doesn't help <laughs> like how how I literally function as a person yeah yeah um yeah that's that's a good point Noah. that's yeah that's a big th- thing for me is like i need to sit down and like like this is set apart time to focus on this or this you know one thing that
2: helps me like stay motivated too when i'm doing stuff is and i can't do it all the time because it'll be too much but like having some podcasts that are not necessarily paint related but can be business and optimistically related you know so just listening to people succeed and you know, not so much like the guru BS type stuff, but more personal stories of people succeeding, you know? And again, not so much like I use this painting CRM and this is why you should use rocket estimator or whatever, you know, but more like kind of conversations like this one, hopefully, you know, that somebody listens to and it's like, ah, fuck, I've been there, man. I I get that feeling like that's a bad feeling, you know? And, Mm -hmm. but this is what I did to get through it. And sometimes you can just be just, Same thing, man. I just, there's times where you're like, wearing this hat is too, this hat's too heavy. I can't handle it. And hearing somebody else that got through it is all it takes, or sometimes all it takes to just kind of make enough of it to get you through the the rough part. That's been helpful for me. Hmm.
0: That's good. Yeah.
2: I got to
1: say, kind of along these lines, Xing exteriors for the summer was one of the best business and life decisions I've ever made. Very powerful thing. I didn't realize it was gonna be this good. Um wow. on, on like the front you were just talking about, just on like the pure physicality exhaustion thing. It's it's we we know this. It's a different beast. It's a completely different beast. And my hunch that I was gonna just basically be one of the only painters willing to do interiors this summer. That's true. Like you, it's oh, amazing. It's amazing what uh, the calls that you can you can get, and like no one else is talking to these people. I'm not even picking up the way. phone. Um. So positioning wise, it's incredible, and yeah, it's. I don't know if, if you guys or anyone else listening can relate to this, but I think I was bad at mentally managing exterior season because if, if it rained half the week, I was not good at just enjoying my weekend anyway. I would blow through the weekend and work through it. So then there was always this, like, I never, I, I was hesitant to schedule stuff. I never knew if I was going to need to work. There was always this, like, what am I doing? What? On on on, what, on whose terms am I doing it? It just that drove me crazy. I didn't enjoy it, and I was never able, able to structure it in a way where I stopped feeling that way. Hmm. Not doing them it just solved that problem. <laughs> yeah,
2: and unpredictability out of it. For it sure. does.
1: It does, and that has been such a huge quality of life change for me. And I look back at like the way I've spent those weekends, and it's been incredible. And yeah. It's been huge. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. I wonder like, do you, what would be your, th- if you had three, your three main moves, if you were going to go from, you know, a normal painter that's doing exterior and interior to just being an interior painter, what would you say to somebody who wants to make that jump? Um... Actionable steps. Yeah, doesn't.
1: I mean, start broadcasting it to the world. So who, whatever your main lead source is, whether it's Instagram or the paint store or some GCs or interior designers, make sure they know. Because a lot of the time those lead sources are going to assume that every single painter is slammed with exteriors and say it's not even worth trying. But if they're like, oh, but so-and-so is exclusively doing that, you're going to get all those calls and then you can cherry pick whatever you want. So control the lead funnel and make people know that you're the exception to the rule. So the phone's ringing with those right kind of calls. Um, I've had really good, good luck from like a job costing perspective on people who are moving to town and need something done in two weeks. And it's like, (sighs) Guess that's what? Cool. They're used to paying a premium. Half the time they just sold a house in a really expensive market and they want something done yesterday and they didn't realize they don't live in a market when they can get stuff done from guys from Home Depot in three days. Yep. And all of a sudden they have no options. That's so a those are great calls
2: hooked to up get up with realtors, like right, that's huge that would be huge for hmm. somebody that's trying to make that jump is you know, getting hooked up with a realtor that's selling higher end places. Yep. Yep. people that are generally coming in from out of town mm-hmm. that's you know and yeah when you were talking about that just the fact that like I'm getting phone calls I'm like yeah we can get there in December Yeah, that if Noah's in town Noah's like yeah I can get there what's it the 24 yeah how's like the 26th sound Yep. you know it's, you have a distinct advantage you could charge probably yep. an extra 30% on top of my price and get that job yep so I never I've never thought about it that way it's super yeah. super smart yeah
1: you're 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 catering to urgency um, think about like the cost associated with a home home purchase people are already just kind of pissing away money left and right anyway yep. and the 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 price difference they'll pay from having fresh paint when the movers bring everything in and they just they can just sigh of relief it's done move on with their life. It's yeah. that's a service you can offer people if you're willing to be a little squirrely, a little flexible um, and hop on stuff quickly and not be bogged down with exteriors. So it it hasn't, I didn't know if I could have a, a successful summer financially without doing exteriors. And I was scared of that actually. And as recently as last summer, that was an unfounded fear that has not been the case. That has not been true.
2: Is that Do you think that's something that you would try, Connor? Or is it at this stage you just, just really more like, how do I get through the exterior season type thing?
0: Um, no, I definitely want to keep exteriors. I mean, that, there's just such a crazy opportunity market here. And we do it very well and we charge great price for it and yeah. like they're yeah i mean yeah that, that's just something i personally don't want to be like doing physically 40 hours a week
2: what if you just Any, didn't what what's if you that took a half day on wednesday mm. what if you just tell the guys you're just like hey I, you know we're we're getting too bogged down you, you don't have to make an excuse but sometimes it's hard to leave the guys. Right. But yeah, if I mean, are your four hours, five hours that much of like, is that why you're making money on those jobs? Probably not.
1: It's a great idea.
2: And this, if it's just, if it's just the real hot months, that's really bothering you and being out there like that. Like, and we're all built different, right? So yeah, some of us are good at heat. Uh, Some of us aren't, you're not the uh, most tan dude in the entire world. That's been working outside all year. (laughs) So (laughs) But anyway, it's just it, – it. again, what's what's the downside? You know, you come home and help your uh, wife cook dinner on Wednesdays.
0: There probably isn't much of a downside. I mean, when, when I had uh, three people going, um, like in May, I told them like, hey, I'm going to be taking off like – a day of the week so i'd only be working i was good with stepping down to three days a week yeah with three people working um and just just kind of choose like <laughs> a schedule that's gonna be the best day f- to have me not like not there all day um
2: yeah let it kind I, of flow yeah. to be whatever day it is that week it makes yeah. sense that's the day you pick it yeah. And then if you do that on Wednesday, let's say you do it on Wednesdays, right? Then instead of jumping into your to-do list on Friday and you're like, because I get that too, you take Wednesday, you come home, you spend an hour and you just prioritize the to-do list before you do anything else. You come home, you make that to-do list, you get, these are the most important things. Then when Friday rolls around, you already have a mission. So it's just like you're showing up at the job site. You know what you got to paint. Like, you know what step, you know, you got to send this estimate out first thing boom get that done and this way you're because my worst days are days that I, like, I don't know what i'm gonna do today you know that's yeah. when i end up doing dumb stuff all over the place i'm driving <laughs> quarts of paint around on those days
1: you know? <laughs>
2: but when i have to do lists, i get a ton done and i don't know it just seems like you could kind of solve two problems in one thing for you there
0: dang yeah
2: some labor but you see it sounds like you're doing pretty well either way yeah I
1: like that. Yeah. Me too. too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that as a mix of like, do you have a thing that's like, that's like my version of swimming or Luke's version of cardio. That's like a good recharge thing for you to do like for a little bit on Wednesday and then plan your Friday and then go home.
2: Um, It's
1: like time well spent.
2: You won't tell your wife that you're not coming straight home from work. Just got to put your paint clothes back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) on. Tell your wife, not your crew.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I got back into biking this yeah, I got back into biking a little bit this year, but yeah, for me honestly, it's like just like sitting and like having like quiet focused um, time where it's like um Yeah, like there's there's no distractions. You know what's an um,
2: underrated place? Public libraries.
1: I was just about to say that.
2: Boom. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go straight home. No boys, not that obviously you want to see your kids, but there's no extra noise. There's no, no extra pressures and there's nothing else you can actually do there other than just chill.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. I I really, I, I think it just having that time just to like sit and focus. This like pull out of like trying to figure out, like trying to direct people and hustle all day, just hitting the break to focus. I got to do that.
2: Yeah. It also gives the guys an opportunity to step up half a day a week, you know, where you, they know you're going to be there Thursday morning. So how's the job site look Thursday morning? Are they cleaning up the same way that I clean up when, yeah, when I'm there, you know that's the other yeah. thing too. And without the opportunity to grow, people don't usually.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're a disciplined, dude. Too like you make the Wednesday afternoon thing like a habit. I bet that yeah. would start paying dividends.
2: Yeah. I want to start seeing see messages on the Instagram chat of just you, like with a cup of coffee in front of you, like a selfie in yes. the library I with mean, a cup yeah. of
1: coffee. I bet you have a like a sweet old historic Pittsburgh library, like a good view, right? Like set yourself up at a window. I I I've not been to any libraries here. Get a card, my friend. It's probably a dollar.
2: When's the last time you doodled on the side of a piece of paper? You know, that's what you need. Need some doodling. Yeah,
1: I'm the same though. Like I need open, quiet, uninterrupted, just like brain time. Like. Yeah. I'm not well if I don't give myself a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I got to do that. Yeah. I was I was doing that for a bit and then I, I don't know, for some reason when I went down to two employees I was like not doing that anymore. Yeah. And Yeah.
2: It's crazy okay. how quick you fall out of good habits too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it does not take much like a little road bump. And you're like, ah, no, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to fill all these gaps with myself and my time. Yeah. Instead of fixing the, the issue.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What, uh, yeah. The other thing is, you know, you spend, let's say you spend an hour on the to-do list and you spend an hour on getting that next employee, you know, or yeah. a half hour on, you know, writing something up for indeed or screening, employees which kind of solves that problem that you feel like you're in even if you're not in it yeah
0: yeah it's good yeah I like that
2: it's good mm-hmm. libraries That was it.
1: <laughs> I mean I can't say I've been to one recently but
2: I, I like we have a library there. in town that I go to occasionally to use a bathroom because they got a nice bathroom there when I'm working on an outside job right in town that uh, you know
1: that's part of this life too is knowing where the good public restrooms are when <laughs> <to them.
2: laughs> isn't that funny that it's a hundred percent true too yeah
1: no i have like codes to apartment buildings where i'm like okay that's a good one it's like okay <laughs> there's sherwin but then i gotta talk to people if i go into sherwin so yeah. it's like yeah it's and if you
2: problem. show up What's just there? to use the bathroom and not buying yeah you're guilty <laughs> you're walking out with like a roll of tape you don't need yeah yeah <laughs>
1: I'd show up for their Keurig before I do that.
2: Uh, Keurig. <laughs> the Keurig. Uh, we actually just, for the first time ever, rented. Like, I called the rental company and rented a porta potty for a exterior job. Oh wow! I have a. Uh, this will be a fun game. Guess how much it costs a month in upstate New York. We consider ourselves upstate. You Buffalo people don't. Rochester, <laughs> whatever you're originally from. In upstate New York, a month for a porta potty, two fifty cleans cleans four times a month, so you come once a week.
1: I was I was thinking three. Okay. Yeah.
2: One forty, and I was astonished. Wow. I was like, for one forty, I'll have my own bathroom at my house. Outside, (laughs) for that one bad one a week, like. I was blown away, and then I started doing the math, right, on how many porta potties do you need to own for this to be profitable? It's a lot of porta
1: potties. (laughs) So I had the same exact reaction a few years ago when I started renting them for exteriors, because we're at it it might be mid hundreds for the month um, with a cleaning per week. Yeah, but yeah, it they have a huge volume game. For summer 2020, was there a shortage of porta potties? Oh, I guess it wouldn't be no, yeah. We in in the Burlington area in in northern Vermont, um, there was a big porta potty shortage because they were blaming like plastics things stopped being imported or this and that, yeah. Couldn't get them. Green Mountain, Green Mountain painters. They they had like multiple job sites going, so they got in and like really early in the season and they kept bumping the same one to the next job site, they just, just never they never on. returning it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but if you were me
1: who wasn't doing that many exteriors, like smaller numbers, I was calling for like a new one every time because I might have a little gap. I was S-O-L
2: and You were driving to Green Mountain, Green Mountain.
1: I know, I was like, where are you guys at? <laughs> So yeah. that was the summer I was like, if I was working for old people, they weren't letting us in the house either. So it was uh-huh. like, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, I was yeah, like, all right, you got, well, yeah, you
2: know, we're all the good guys, got some bushes, potty right? Potty <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, I've heard some horror stories about that stuff. You're like, Ooh, like uh-huh. solutions to that problem. I will say. Yep. Yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, the porta potty game. That's not, that's not one I want to be in. I actually worked at a wastewater treatment plant when I was, 19 years no 17 wow. years old My my uncle runs one and I went to school for environmental science so it was like kind of a crossover there and uh, I wouldn't recommend it
1: this made me think um, I had a fun experience this summer to get to hang out with a bunch of arborists and we're talking like the tree climbing just like with chainsaws ropes just wild Wild humans, such a fascinating profession right there. um But I got to go like climb trees with them. They harnessed me up, they took me up there like up into an 80 foot maple. It was awesome. But we're talking shop, we're, we're hanging up in Canada camping the whole weekend. So we're talking shop about everything with them. And it comes up to like, you know, I think I was ragging on like, you know, this, this chick about like, sheet rockers just dumping into buckets and then just like pouring some out and doing it and leaving it in the closet and then like,
0: <laughs> like <Yep. laughs>
1: their version of that the arborist version of that is guys shitting in the wood chipper oh that's,
2: that's hilarious <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah and
1: what i've learned is that those wood chips are often distributed to residential clients for free and just like dumped on the driveway so they're okay. like beware <laughs>
2: Yeah, you don't know, you get a little special surprise in one of those.
1: Yes. Yes. But I was like, You guys have all those woods everywhere. Like, why put it in the wood chipper? That just sounds just so messy. Run. Yeah, it's yeah. That that's what it comes down to, I think. It's yeah. just it's just a savage move.
2: Yeah, yeah. Men <laughs> in large groups together tend to act like animals.
1: Yep. Yeah, unsupervised. Yep. But that like that is such an amazing trade though. To like to have to do what they do with ropes just to get to work and then half the time they're like chainsawing off a tree attached to a crane above power it's like those guys are awesome
2: Yeah, yeah that, like that job wasn't dangerous enough we're gonna do it over stuff that if you fall onto that thing you will totally, also die. totally <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that was amazing that was a treat I, I had been like i would stop work anytime i saw those guys swinging around trees doing their thing and like i was just like a kid in a candy shop watching so like just to get, like, a little in-depth experience was so
2: cool. I talked to a kid. Uh, I was actually trying to hire him, but he was already going somewhere else. I took my niece to one of those rock climbing gyms, and uh, the guy that brought us around was just, just super fit, really nice young kid, just super well-spoken. I was, he would be great. And I gave him some info, and he. but he was like, I actually, I'm starting at a tree climbing uh, – You know, tree company in the next couple days. This is like one of my last shifts here. So, but yeah, it was just like you could tell some people just love being up high. Yeah, that's why we got the lift. I'm like, I'm good.
1: (laughs) You can keep your ropes. It's good. It felt safe, but I don't know. Yeah. What else? Any other like things or updates from the summer that are top of mind?
2: I mean, we could riff on this uh, Ben Moore label change and the...
1: uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was a request.
2: Yeah. So the part of my brain that doesn't love change is getting frustrated with all these. And I actually have a bunch of the Advanced 1X base that I bought during the uh, shortage. That's the old label. So I have like 25 gallons of Advanced 1X sitting at our shop that'll keep the old label but uh yeah it's frustrating when they do that stuff and it's also i don't entirely trust that they're not changing the formulas on stuff Mm -hmm. so like the ceiling Mm -hmm. paint for example i've seen guys have had trouble with that comes in the yellow can yeah and then uh, oh and then the primers which they actually did change and now things are different I, i just yeah I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah,
1: I, I can't, like, I, I have been working on my own house more of the summer than painting, so I haven't done a lot of volume with all these new products enough to have, like, super strong opinions. Um, but I know, like, the way a Ben Moore store manager phrased it to me is, like, most of it is just a rebrand. Everything looks different, although the primers were consolidated, and the formulas on the primers were changed a lot, and a bunch yeah. of lines were just eliminated, um, so, yeah, yeah
2: sure seal's
1: gone so what did he say he said sure seal was basically turned into um th- they have like a it's like the version of the sherwin one that is like their their catch all multi yeah it's a multi-purpose Multiple. the benmore multi-purpose he basically told me we're sure seal in a different can
2: okay
1: and i don't think it sanded as well
2: yeah
1: in my one time using it but again limited experience
2: yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's just more work, I guess. That's just me getting used to, you know, used to things being one way. And then, like we were saying on the break, we were having some technical difficulties earlier. The uh, like, why why is everything Fresh Start? Why did you name all the primers? <laughs> just name the primers different things, you know. And then it says, yeah. so it says Fresh Start in big letters across it, and then in little itty bitty letters, Alkid oil you know or latex on the bottom it's like yeah that is the most important part of this whole thing is whether this is latex <laughs> or oil why is yeah. it in size nine font across the <laughs> bottom
1: did they did they axe the long oil I believe, yeah
2: i believe so. okay
1: i'm sure that pissed a lot of people off there were a lot of diehards yeah that the old loved that primer. on that yeah they it's swore so many people swore by it yeah Yeah, yeah, it's solid. I never wanted to wait sixteen hours or three days if it was humid for it to tack up. But like,
2: put it on too heavy. Yeah, I respected
1: it, but I I didn't use it much.
2: Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good for the right thing, right? But it, Mm -hmm. yeah, that 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 being gone definitely changes. You got to change your approach. I mean, you can put some. I mean, I bet if you dumped uh, boiled linseed oil into one of the faster drying oil primers you could Mm -hmm. somewhat recreate something similar to that but our job's hard enough without being also you know hobbyist chemists (laughs) you know
1: yeah i stop at thinner usually you know like
2: yeah that's probably a good yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's the mad scientist brain
1: yeah i did use the one hour fast sand or fast dry whatever oh yeah i liked it i liked it yeah, it powdered really that. well. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it powdered really well or chalked really well, however people put it. Uh, do you guys say chalked? Who was it? Somebody somebody DM me after a story. When they were like, what do you mean chalked? I was like, it's like sand to a chalk, sand to a powder. Don't people say that? Or is it just me?
2: I'll say chalked when I'm talking about like exterior aluminum siding, getting like chalky over time, you know, how but- it gets that dust on it
1: yeah but not so chalky in a bad way but not intentionally sanding no, primers powder yeah.
2: oh, nice.
1: <laughs> that like when i'm like when i tell bender at work i'm like all right yeah we got to chalk up that primer on that trim she, she like knows what i'm talking about like, like yeah. that's my verbiage on the nth degree job site
2: <laughs> yeah isn't it funny when you say stuff so often and somebody's like that's not right
1: it's yeah like, no i got multiple dms about it and they're like what the hell are you talking about chalk and primer yeah like isn't it like I don't know, you sand it and it turns to chalk, right? Like
2: <laughs> It doesn't block on the sandpaper,
1: yeah. 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 But no, I like I liked that. I've only used it a couple times, but I liked it a lot. And I was using it on humid days too. And it, it set up well, it didn't sag off the mm-hmm. gun and it sanded very quickly.
2: So Connor, do you use mostly Sherwin outside or Ben Moore?
0: Uh so I'm We've used Ben more for like primers. Our kind of base go-to exterior paint uh, is Duration. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, usually like I, I offer like we can either use Duration or uh, the and it depends on like the substrate, but the step up that I've been – pushing a lot is fine paints of Europe eco. Um, just because it's like, at least for, for me, it's like a no brainer just to have paid more to for something that's like way more durable. Like I just tell them like, if, if you're paying us a crazy amount to put in like, it, like it's all labor. Yeah. Just this is, Worth the bump, so yeah. I mean
2: that. That's. Do you enjoy working? Yeah, it's creation What's that? You enjoy working with the eco, the FPE eco. Is it just? they I know they have a satin, the brilliant. Do they have a step down from that too? She no. Okay.
0: So you have that. That's like a trade off. Like, um. Yeah, because the satin is. It's actually like equivalent to some other brands like semi-gloss, yeah. so it does have some like shine to it. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm upfront about like it's only in, in satin or brilliant finish, but for some people, it's 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 a good trade-off. Um, just for like maintenance, just um, just punting back their maintenance further in the future like
2: that 100 percent. it's definitely more durable i i don't know how you work with it though that's my only issue like we my brother who's paints way more than me and has is, is always been a better painter than me 100 percent, and is way yeah. better than me now is like our best guy i gave him that eco satin in a red a deep red we, we oil primed it with that the oil, their oil primer, and I just pretty much said, do whatever you got to do to make it right. And he came back to me like a week later, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is impossible. <laughs> I hate this paint. How are we supposed to do this? He's like – so we were just struggling with like you – as soon as you put it on, it's like, it better be perfect. That, yeah. There's no working time with it. Have you been able to – are you spraying it or – no, we're yeah. So
0: we're we're brushing it. Um, let me think here. I mean, we just had one exterior this year where we've had where we used eco. Uh no, we've had we've had a couple, but we're like working in the shade or so we're working in the shade for the final coat. Like yeah. that's a big thing. I'm on like final coat like hustle. We've also added. Uh, like general finishes extender. Yeah, we tried that yeah. So, and as much as possible, like we'll like mini roll it quick and like back brush it at just like one stroke. Yep. Um, but like another thing too with exteriors, because like we're typically using it on like old homes where it has like old growth wood for like all the trim everywhere. And it's, it's still in like solid shape, so um, we're using it on surfaces that are already not like
2: perfect. It's not brand new trim. Perfect. So and
0: either. it's it's up like twenty feet in the air. Yep. So yeah. exteriors like it's a lot more forgiving. If this was like super smooth, like brand new siding. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're. Yeah, you run into issues with dry time, but um, the, the, it works well. Yeah, I, don't know. I like it.
2: Yeah, my I guess my problem with it is, and I don't mind. I, and I agree. If you, if you let's if it was, if I could do the exact same process with Benjamin Moore as I could with the fine paints of Europe, and then sell the customer on a paint that's fifty percent more expensive, but it's going to last twice as long, that's a no brainer, right? That's an easy one for me to sell. The yeah. hard part for me is like. Yeah, the, the FPE price is also fifty percent more labor. So because I need, I need buffer for us to screw this up seven times, so we somehow miraculously get it to look right on one of these attempts. You know, I it's just for real, I just I can't. So I just stopped doing. It. I'm like, this. The guys aren't enjoying it. The product's harder to get. It's just like at the end of the day. It, the upside it was just like same thing for like traveling long distances what's what's the upside here we're not finding it so let's let's stop torturing ourselves with it but i agree it's a definitely a better paint. and you just i mean you see it on the you feel it after you put like a low luster on and then the satin the eco satin i was like this is obviously going to last longer
1: Yeah. yeah i loop i recently looped back to a job um that i i put eco on all the trim on this winter I
2: remember and kids
1: dogs yeah and it's it's white it's white so it's gonna show everything every smart like everything and it's still gorgeous like barely even smart like
2: did you touch it up at all
1: no no okay. that's not even why i was back i was back oh, to do okay. like a totally different room but i was just like you know, I was watching the kids like round the railing banister, like wild banshees, like ricocheting around <laughs> yeah, it and being like, oh, you guys have done this like eight times an hour for five months and it still looks gorgeous. Yeah. There is no denying that that is one of the most durable finishes you can put on for
2: sure, within,
1: within reason. But it yeah. was also super annoying, like even rolling and tipping it thinned. Lightning fast. I remember, like, it was even hard to brush out that tiny stipple that I was putting on with like a low nap roller. And I'd be like, "Come on, like, yeah, like, I'm not the greatest painter ever, but I'm good enough where this should be working, right?" like, <laughs> like Yeah. And I remember it being frustrating to work with, so much so that I'm I'm very cautious about bidding it, and I'm actually I have a job book for the fall that I'm. In one sense, really looking forward to because it's repeat clients, gorgeous downtown Burlington old historic brick home, old historic trim. Dreading it because I specked eco on it. Yeah, and now I'm like, I just don't want to do. I'm like, you guys have vacations coming up, so I can spray it. I don't, I don't want to brush this some this much, like. And it's going on old trim, so it doesn't have to be yeah. perfect. But like, I am not looking forward to that again.
2: It's hard, man. It's a hard product to work with. I give you a lot of credit, Connor. It's, but you're doing right by those homes, too, you know? Like, you're taking the time to do that. And that's, like you said, that's old growth wood. That's how the houses have been around for forever. Like you're doing, they're going to last longer because you were there, which is cool. 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Connor, you got to get up at 4 in the morning, don't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah man i do
1: yeah i'm sure we could keep riffing but i want to respect that because it's quarter after 10 at this point after a slight technical difficulties program decided to not work the first three times we tried it yeah
2: yeah so right, it's yeah. a little choppy in the beginning
1: yeah a little choppy but it's i haven't we, we don't know what i'm working with yet i might splice that in so send
2: all your angry dms at noah at nth degree painting
1: Actually, let's forward yeah. all those to ZenCaster, the recording
2: platform. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: But um, yeah, guys. Well, the next time we do this, um, Luke, he will be a father. So,
2: and Noah, hopefully, you'll have a uh, traveling nurse living next door too, with Oof, a fully yeah. uh Ready to rip rental property attached. to Oh that.
1: man, yeah, I am, I am in it, but it is going, so I'm excited about that. Yeah,
2: good. Luck that was with another personal stuff uh, on Instagram, man. It's fun. Man. I, know, I I gotta like
1: start posting again. I kind of yeah. just like fell off for two months, but yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back. But um, yeah, gents, thanks for uh, thanks for the chat. We'll be with you next time.
2: Wednesday coffee selfies, Connor. I want to see him, man. Yes. All right yes
1: Wednesday afternoons the okay. Pittsburgh Public Library <laughs> <laughs> all right all right later all right thanks so much for listening as usual reach out with comments questions concerns be well until next time painted podcasts are
0: produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners